we have reached the double digits. That's right. Uh, if you're here with us, then that means that you're in contention. All right? And it's time. It's time to turn up. And the way you turn up, if you have not already, is by downloading the absolutely free Fantasy Football by Brodo app. It gives you every single stat you need, every single tool you need, not to mention our entire article series and our podcast and everything that we produce as a company. It is all there, and it is all supported by the patrons, patreon.com slash Fantasy, where you can listen to this whole show and get so much more. And for it, it's all for as little as $3 a day. That's less than, that's actually half the price of your coffee in the morning if you live in the city. So, you know, what? what's more important? A half a cup of coffee or fantasy football dominance? That's up to you. Either way, the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Oh, yes. Man, I didn't even realize I had the noise coming out of my out of my computer instead of my phone, and then that bass started kicking. I love that one. And uh, another guy that I love, another thing that I love, another human that I love, right here. Michael, you're muted. Starting off the show hot, Mike. Slapping the bass. There it is. <laughs> My brother, by the way. I never I feel like we don't mention that anymore. Brothers. That's why it's called Brodo. Duh. Hence the name. And yeah, me and Michael out here. Michael dominating in fantasy uh, as usual. Me, do you know what the story of my season is? I'm dominating in points, but my records just are 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 lackluster. Like I, the highest place I'm in is second place. Like I don't have a first place team right now, but I have three different leagues or four different leagues where I'm top point scorer, including in the Tingle League that is um, getting hot, hot, hot right now. Which me and Michael just made a trade in. Yeah, under the Amari, radar trade. Amari Cooper for a shot white. Yeah, because I had the same four person for the same person. Yeah, <laughs> I had four good running backs and Michael had four good wide receivers. So we're like, yo, let's trade this these exact duplicates of each other to each other that play different positions. Yeah, it's it literally like putting teams. Rashad White in the wide receiver spot. Yeah, my team started slow this year, man. I was 0-2 in like four different leagues. And now each of those teams are at 500 or better. You know, Michael also maneuvered his way into some into some dominance as well. Uh, you know, it's funny. My my only team that's in second place, my best team. Um, although, no, I might have one more team that's that's actually in first place. But that's I, I don't know. I have 11 leagues. It's hard to it's hard to keep track of everything. Um, but this particular one, I have the least amount of points of all the teams. It's like it's been like that for me this year. It's been like the teams that score the highest points are, are struggling in terms of wins and losses. And the teams that score the, the I, and I've been getting lucky with my crappier teams. What are you going to do? That's well, how it crumbles this, sometimes. That's, that's how it crumbles. I'm starting to, you know, let's, let's start off with some game theory, Michael. I'm starting to enjoy the prospect, and I think that I'm thinking about making the switch over to doing one game against league median. Can you, like, explain what that is to the people in your terms and also, like, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, league median, a league median game is just every, every, uh, every week, whatever the league median scoring is, so the the average score of that week, basically. Um, everyone who scored above that gets a win. 
everyone who scored below that gets a loss. So each week you go two and oh, one and one, or oh and two. I uh I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's kind of like like I think it's cool, but it's also kind of like lame. Um I think it's a little bit too much like best ball if you're gonna be playing a redraft where you just where it's based on points. I like it better doing kind of mixing up the standings. Like the way I want to do our home league is top five is points. And then the sixth place gets highest points. Get I mean, top five is record. And then sixth place is highest points remaining. Like highest, of highest all the teams. remaining. That's what I think. That's, that's what I think makes the most sense. So you still get the fun and games of the yeah. win losses every week, but then still you don't get completely screwed. If you were high scoring each week, um, overall at the end of the season then you'll at least get the sixth seed in the playoffs and then obviously everyone knows once you make it in a lot can happen nothing quite hurts like having a team that's like third or fourth usually if you have like a first or second play in the league scoring you're going to make the playoffs but nothing hurts more than like a third or fourth in the in the league in scoring like you're looking around and you're one of the only three teams that score 2000 points and you're and you're in seventh place yeah you know, how it goes sometimes. I know. It's just it's the worst feeling ever. I want to stop that feeling. I want to never have that feeling ever again. All right. Uh, do you know what feeling I never want to have again when my fantasy players get injured? So let's go over these injury reports and let's go over the news. Uh, let's start with James Conner. Limited for Thursday practice, but it does look like he's going to return according to all the reports. Um, are you cool with just immediately putting James Conner back in your lineup and riding him out? Uh, I don't see why not. Um, he should get his role back. Amari Di Mercado is dealing with injuries too, so it's not like Di Mercado is gonna um, steal work. And we already know how they feel about Keontae Ingram. Like Keontae Ingram was forced into getting touches last week, but the week prior to that, he he was uh, he didn't get any touches um, because he was playing behind Damian Williams and Amari Di Mercado. So I expect James Conner to completely retain his role upon his return. You know, and it should be noted that the Cardinals had a pretty decent offense. Um, this year they put up 28 against the Giants. Um, they put up 28 against the Cowboys. Uh, they had some good games, they had some good performances. And then James Conner goes down and they put up nine against the Rams, 10 against the Seahawks and, and gets shut out against the Browns last week. So, uh, James Conner is a meaningful asset to their team. So probably going to become a meaningful asset immediately because they're going, they're, they're trying to win and they're not like tanking for the pick or anything like that. Uh, they're trying to win. Kyler Murray looks like he's going to start. So let's go right to that news because why wait? Kyler Murray is back in the lineup. It looks like he he's activated. He looks like he's going to start. So I think the question for you is, Michael, if you have him, because there's a lot of people that are facing the choice of Kyler Murray <laughs> or because quarterbacks have been whack, especially if you have like a situation like Trevor Lawrence or, uh, you know, a Brock Purdy or, um, yeah. you know, someone of that ilk. And, and you're Geno Smith, you know, something like that. Uh, a guy that or you have like Kirk Cousins got hurt. There's so many scenarios and you're counting on uh, Kyler. Are you waiting on Kyler? Are you waiting a week and then uh, going in if you see what you like to see? Or are you just diving right in against a kind of tough matchup in the Falcons? Yeah, I really do not want to start Kyler Murray week one upon uh, his return. You got to assume his rushing is going to be limited as well, which is his. You know, that's his calling card for fantasy success. And this week, look, this week's so gross overall in terms of rankings without the Eagles, without the Dolphins, without the Chiefs. Like, there's a lot of 
names that shouldn't be highly ranked being highly ranked because that's just what happens in weeks. This is almost a buy apocalypse. If there were more teams on buy, it would be, but like a lot of very good teams are on buy. Um, it would be a buy apocalypse if it was a buy apocalypse. Yeah, if there were more teams on buy, it's like a mini <laughs> that's what apocalypse is. No, but like it's because this there's three Some very teams. significant teams: yeah, like the yeah. the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. These are all like they might be the top three of the top five betting favorites for the Super Bowl right now. Eagles and Chiefs probably top two. So I do have Kyler Murray. I'll we'll, we'll be discussing rankings later. I have him at QB fifteen at the moment um, because I kind of feel like I have to put him that high, even if I don't want to. But yeah, I, I wouldn't want to start Kyler Murray returning this week. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I'd love to wait it out if I could, especially because of the Falcons. Only 15.3 points allowed to the quarterback. That's uh, that's the 24th matchup rank. Uh, that's minus 10 under average. They are susceptible a little bit to the QB rush. That's 58% over average. That's 12th in the league. Uh, but at the same time, they're only giving up three points per QB rush. So definitely a you know smaller thing to, to measure. But if there's anyone that could exploit that, uh, it is Kyler Murray. All right, let's go on to the next piece of news here uh trent williams returned to practice on thursday that's great for the 49ers uh it looks like jamar chase is going to play in week 10 and they're going to need him because t higgins is out uh, according to adam schefter so the a little a lot of mix up for cincinnati really sucks because t higgins looked like he was going to be on the ascension uh we mentioned i mentioned him last week as someone who is getting more involved in the offense um me and michael were not so high on him, but we at least had I at least had him ranked it as as a wide receiver three. This week I was gonna, you know, get up in there, get up there, love their wide receiver two situation, but looks like a hamstring is gonna be holding him back. And it sucks that it's a hamstring, man, because it's the soft. I don't even know injury. when that occurred. Honestly. It could happen anytime, man. Like I watched that game. Um obviously we saw Jamar Chase almost get well he did get injured. Um, he's still, he said he's planning on playing, but obviously we got to wait and see. So like, right. T Higgins managers were like, Oh, Jamar chase might be out. Now it's T Higgins, maybe top five wide receiver week incoming. And then just like that, T Higgins is out. And if Jamar chase is active, we know he's been like absolutely dominant when he's been, uh, without T Higgins getting like 30 plus percent of target share. So now it looks like Jamar chase could be in an absolute smash spot. Even if, uh, even if he does play through that back injury. We'll see, because uh, that Cincinnati offense is buzzing, and I'm going to have something to say about the Cincinnati offense a little later on. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, Damian Pierce remains sidelines for Thursday's practice. I mean, it. look, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I am going to toot my own, own, own horn here. Uh, while so many analysts were on, you know, here's one way to know that an analyst kind of doesn't know what they're talking about, is if they describe someone as running with a full head of steam. Whenever someone says, though that guy runs with a full head of steam, that is code talk for they had a lot of yards per carry last year, and I don't know why, because they're not good. That's the that's code talk for that. That's I have to run with the head. That's I suck. So I contact people at two yards. And last year, when what I about the grit? You know, anyway, that's what they were saying about Damian Pierce. And I said, what what has he done to make you think that he's better than Devin Singletary? And now it looks as though Devin Singletary was taking the role. He was getting more snaps, more attempts. Uh, and then last week he took it completely, but thanks to an injury. Um, but still, Damian Pierce injured. Devin Singletary, he had the entire workload, but he didn't do shit either. So, I mean, CJ Stroud's been lighting the world on fire. 
is it just a matter of time before a running back in this backfield is valuable or do you just like, you know, maybe stash Devin Singletary and move on? I mean, I think Devin Singletary will be playable this week. Um, he gets Cincinnati Bengals, who are uh, 15th in matchup rank for opposing running backs. But um, that's been increasing throughout the year. Over the last three weeks, that's plus 13 in terms of like good direction for the opposing running back. And when you get a guy like Devin Singletary, who had a bad week last week against Tampa, nobody wants to play him now, blah, blah, blah. He got 75% of the snaps, 92% of the rushing share. He got the only two targets that running backs received. Like, it was a game where they had to pass a whole bunch, and they came back in a glorious fashion, and it was a great game by C.J. Stroud because the rushing game wasn't working, but it was a, a difficult matchup against Tampa. It's a much better matchup here against Cincy. I think Devin Singletary is a solid flex play this week. RB2 appeal as well. Ooh, spicy. We'll talk about that more in the in the ranking segment. Um, here, Drake London, uh, groin officially a full practice. That is great news because if Drake London plays, this is a fantastic matchup for him um, in an offense that desperately needs him. You sound like you're from London. Yeah. I uh, he's another one <clears throat> coming back from injury. No hesitation. I'm putting him straight into my lineup if I have him. Uh, this one's a little disappointing for those of you who decided to drop Fab on Keaton Mitchell. Um, he was added to the injury report on Thursday. He got a limited session in, but it's the dreaded hamstring, um, especially for a small guy who is uh, reliant on speed. Uh, I don't know how you could start Keaton Mitchell in in this game. Yeah, he was always a dart throw type of guy. So if he plays, um, we'll see how it goes. And he was—he's one of the one of the classic may swing for the fences type of guy. You just Adam dunned it. You might strike out. You might hit a home run with Keaton Mitchell. Just time will tell. See how it goes. But I do think people are overhyping him quite a bit. Like people are out there throwing the rest of their fab on this guy who was a UDFA just because of one good game and a blowout win. Uh, David Montgomery is going to play. It looks like against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers. Let me go to their uh, true matchup ranking because the Chargers' true matchup ranking actually uh, surprised me. That they're they a lot were, better than they used to be. Yes, this is a team that has stopped the run and they've improved uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, sorry, it took me way too long to get this up. Um, I do you know what? I, oh my God, I was looking for San Diego Chargers, bro. That's what happens when you're an idiot. Um, yeah, they're giving up right now. They are the seventh matchup in, uh, true, uh, matchup ranking. So not obviously a, a still a plus matchup. Um, so not as bad as they used to be, but still a plus matchup. I think David Montgomery is a good player. Yeah. I mean, obviously David Montgomery was arguably the RB two behind CMC, um, before he got injured and yeah, Jim, Jameer Gibbs probably earned a larger role in that offense with the way he's been going without David Montgomery. But nonetheless, uh, David Montgomery is a clear start if you have him. Like, There's no shot you leave him on the bench. Uh, at this moment, it is halftime, and De De Deontay Foreman uh, has 5.6 half PPR points. The reason I bring that up is because before the game, it was announced that Khalil Herbert isn't active. Now, I want to talk to you about this, Michael, even though it's the past tense because I want to get your opinion on, on going forward. To me, Khalil Herbert not being activated in this game uh, tells me, first of all, that he's not healthy, obviously. And this is a high ankle sprain. Uh, even with, like, 
super, super duper stars like Saquon Barkley, it takes him a couple games to come back from a high ankle sprain. So if you're one of those guys that's hanging on with Devontae Foreman, I mean, Deontay Foreman as your uh, number two RB2 right now, and you're kind of leaning on him, I think you could probably lean on him not only this week. You Obviously, you're starting him. But I think that next week, even if Khalil Herbert does come back, I think because of that narr- narrative with his uh, high ankle sprain, I think that you can lean on Deontay Foreman as a playable running back for one more week before you got to give it up. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think the the fact that this was a Thursday game has a lot to do with it too, because uh, Khalil Herbert did like he was a practice participant, so I fully expect him to return in Week Eleven. It's a bad offense though; it's going to be a murky backfield in my opinion. So I wouldn't want to rely on any of them in Week Eleven. See how uh, it plays out first. Yeah, for sure. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson says that he expects to play against the Saints. He does have a rib rib injury. Um, you know, they need them. They can't get another offensive weapon there. They have just been bit by the injury bug this year. It's, uh, it's been terrible to see, but, uh, TJ Hawkinson looks like he's going to play. Start TJ Hawkinson. Curtis Samuel, uh, practice again on Thursday. Are you comfortable putting him right back in? I know we, we were, you know, we were teasing that that role is pretty good. And it, obviously Jameson Crowder is not Curtis Samuel in terms of talent. Uh, are, are you cool? Like, cause he was a very, very good performer before he went down. He was a yeah. solid wide receiver three. He's putting up wide receiver three flex numbers every single week. Um, the thing is with Curtis Samuel coming back from an injury, uh, you don't know if he's going to step back fully into that role, but he does get the Seattle Seahawks, which is a, a nice matchup here. So if you do, need to insert him in your wide receiver three slot or your flex slot. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Week four, five, and six, he was wide receiver 11, 14, and 23. Yeah, he's been very solid. Something something to be noted there. But then, like, Jahan Dotson has also improved while he's been out, so that could be an issue as well. Zay Jones practice on Thursday. I feel like Zay Jones has been coming back for the last three weeks and just never does. Yeah, but, I mean, Zay Jones is someone that, like... When he's been healthy, he's been pretty solid. Like, he has two touchdowns in three games. Um, One of those games, he played one quarter and ended with 20-plus yards and a touchdown. Obviously, it's been a lost season type of year for Zay Jones. But when he's been healthy and active, he's been, like, he's been, the, the Jaguars offense has been way better. And he's been a big contributor. So, I do think he's someone to, to keep an eye on. I, I wouldn't recommend starting him in Week 10 but it would be cool to see him active again and on the field and get through a game without being injured. Cause it's not like Zay Jones has been a hugely like injury prone guy throughout the yeah. years. This seems like the first year really that he's uh he's dealing with this. Justin Jefferson activated for the 21 day practice window. Hallelujah. Um, he says he doesn't want to come back until he's a hundred percent. Um, quoting Kevin O'Connell. He said that it would be quote a little aggressive. <clears throat> Uh, to see him play this week. What are you expecting if you're a Justin Jefferson uh, manager? Do you think that a week, I think like over under week 12? Uh, under, I think he'll be back next week. Um, I, I would just guess because it's Justin Jefferson. Um, the Vikings need wins. Apparently he's like, you know, he's recovering well. So I don't think it's going to be something that really extends past the next week or so. But we'll, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Robert Woods comes to, comes back to practice, and Nico Collins did not practice on Thursday. So definitely something uh, to keep an eye on there, especially if you need a bye week fill-in. Uh, if Nico Collins doesn't play, Robert Woods could have sneaky appeal. 
Um, Kenneth Walker did not participate in Wednesday's practice, but I don't see him. He's, uh, he's off practice. the injury report. Okay, he was just kind of like a maintenance day type of thing. I was going to say, like, why don't I see him on the Thursday injury report? That's strange. All right, Mike. I think we made it through the news. Yes, we did. All right. 20 minutes on a new segment that I'm leading. What is going on here? You're making me, uh, you're making me tear up, kid. Can I go on a rant about Arthur Smith for the next 10 minutes just to make it for old time's sake? Please don't. I'm, I'm so tired <laughs> of hearing about Arthur Smith. I hate that guy, though. I just want to put that out there. I know it's cool to hate him right now, but I hated him before it was cool, too. All right. I mean, that guy's an idiot. So, all right. That's it for us. Uh, reminder if you want the full episode, patreon.com slash Broda Fantasy for as little as $3 a month. On that episode this week, we're going to be doing um, second half because it is the first half. First half is com- officially over. Uh, second yep. half risers and second half fallers, guys that you should be seeking to acquire or trade before your trade deadline comes up in the next couple weeks in most leagues. Um, I can't believe it's trade deadline time already, man. I can't believe it. Of of course, our rankings where we touch on every single player um, that you can think of. And, of course, the mailbag where we answer every single patron question this week. All right, Mike. That's it for us. Uh, Come catch us over at Patreon. Oh, by the way, with Patreon, you could just just, press a couple buttons and it shows up on your feed. It's not even like you have to listen in Patreon.com. It'll show up on your Apple feed. It'll show up on your Spotify feed or whatever feed you're using. It'll just show up. So yeah. all you to press the button and it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Later.